Listening to the Sherlocked Podcast, hosted by Steve Steele and Anthony Abbott. The Sherlocked Podcast is an everyday review of the Holmes Canon. You can find us on Twitter at Sherlocked Pod and on Instagram at Sherlocked underscore podcast. The game is afoot. So uh welcome to this latest episode of the Sherlock Podcast, our first episode of 2022. Um, happy New Year to all of our listeners and Happy New Year to my buddy Steve. How's it going, bud? It's been it's been kind of a mixed bag yeah, so far in 2020 for me, but um, we'll have to get into it. But uh, things are going well. Can't complain. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, like we're based here in Halifax and Nova Scotia. We've been kind of lucky. We, we have some restrictions, but not too many restrictions. But uh, yeah, like it's um, it just every day just feels very like Groundhog Dayish that we're just <laughs> we're all just still it's just. Yeah, I just want to get back to normality and just, yeah. Anyway, it was a nice thing to take myself away for half an hour and uh, read a Sherlock Holmes story and put myself. It took me about six hours to finish the story today. Oh, wow. Uh, between, between work and other things like popping up and like also just losing my point, uh, having to reread stuff because I was just tuning it out at times. But we'll get into it. But yeah, it took a while for me to get this done. I probably yeah. started reading this around 9.30 this morning and I finished it about three o'clock 3 30 almost four wow yeah i i, I read it on my lunch break and uh yeah as i said it was it was kind of nice us to uh take myself out of 2022 and take myself back to 1889 or whatever watson said it was so yeah so um let's get into the story here man so what what were your thoughts um what did you like what did you not like uh, wasn't a huge fan of this one. It isn't the worst one by any stretch. There's been worse. I don't remember which one it was, but I, I lambasted one, I'm sure. Uh, this one was like perfectly middle of the road. I think it's the best way to describe it. Like, um, I like the concept, but again, because it's just a short story, I feel like it doesn't really deliver very much because it's a short story. And I, I'm reincarnating like this one. If I was to like this one, I think it was another like, you know, 20 pages, maybe. I think it would have probably really resonated, but I just felt like by the time, like, even though I just admitted it took me forever to read this. Um, it was pushing towards its conclusion from the moment it started. And it just kind of all happened in a flurry in the last like six paragraphs. It's like, it was, it was one minute he's telling his tale. Like he's telling the tale first, actually it opens with Watson, like recounting the events and how bizarre it was and everything else and how he had just gotten married, et cetera, et cetera. And then it, it breaks in with uh Hatterley telling his story and I just felt like okay here we go like what is this this sounds very intriguing he's missing a thumb you know he looks half dead like what happened here and then he starts telling his story and it's just like okay like this is this is a ghost story like what is this exactly <laughs> and eventually when it gets down to like it reveals it like the last four paragraphs what actually happened and it's just 
not very interesting. Like it's, a, I'm not saying it's not, it's not bad. I think it was, it was fine, but like compared to like a lot of the elaborate ruses, Holmes busts up and everything else. Like again, the villain got away here. So like, that's a reoccurring theme, which is fine by me. Cause I like, although this German guy, um, his name is uh, Lysander Stark. Is it? Yeah. That's him. Colonel. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe he should have got some comeuppance. I feel like maybe in the story, like he just he gets away scot free. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Did was this like were they making fake coins? Is that what they were doing? Yes. So okay, it wasn't abundantly clear what they were doing. So yeah, Uh, the inspector guy uh, Bradstreet at the the end when they were heading out uh, after the the conclusion had said that the the mark was being flooded by fake half crowns or, or something like that but it, yeah and, and I, that was the only hint of it like the guy when he looks down so latterly looks under under the machine and that's when the german man attacks him but it doesn't really reveal what he sees down there like he, he, he spent there's like two paragraphs about him examining this press and like it, it, it there's a little bit of minor engineering i feel like he went talk to a guy that operated the press to write this part and then Next thing you know, he's trying to crush him in the room by running the press. But, like, I don't understand what's making the walls collapse in on itself. Like, I, I didn't really understand what's happening. I reread it twice to try to figure out that, like, he hit a switch and closed the door behind him. And next thing you know, he's in a coin press. Is that what's happening? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, so I think I think what they've done is they've, they've built this big, gigantic thing inside the house. So the house is, like, almost fallen down if you listen to like what he was saying yeah, about yeah. the mold and so far so it seems like they've built over a year ago they built this pre- this press thing within the house so it's almost like i don't think it's the walls that were coming in on them it's the ceiling so like the like when he because he says in part of the story uh when they walked in the door like like hopefully nobody puts the machine on because like there's a ton of i think that kind of set up what was going to happen if you know what i mean it's kind of like a little yeah, bit yeah, of sure. forbearance but yeah so i think the machine is within the house and it was almost like the ceiling was coming down on them and yeah but like the hear me out here. So yeah. why go hire the guy if you need him to tell why the machine's not running? you know what i mean like this is where like the flaw happened I, like, it just seems like an elaborate murder ruse, really like when you read it again i might have missed things like i said i struggled reading this and i apologize but like do you see what i'm saying like it just seems yeah. like they brought him there to kill him it didn't seem like there was any other point because the machine works. He doesn't change anything. He views something. I, he sees an issue. And then I, I, I don't know. think I, I don't think they brought him there to kill him. I think that they they were hoping that he would believe their cock and bull story about the Fuller's Earth or whatever it was that they, that they said they were going to yeah. use. And as soon as he started being like Snoopy, like they kind of knew that hey, if we do have to kill this guy, nobody's going to miss him because he was yes. an orphan, and that's kind of why he asked him that question. But I don't think that they purposely wanted to bring him out there just to kill him i think they were going to let him go uh, but they were saying the machine didn't work the machine worked it almost killed no him. no but the, the what happened was there was a a leak there was a, a, a leak in the so the machine was working but it wasn't working properly so they didn't need him they needed him there to fix the machine because the machine was making a strange sound to be clear uh, i don't think they actually wanted to fix it i think they just wanted them to wait Oh yeah, exactly. So they're going to. He was telling them what needed to be done. So it was kind of like he was there as a consultant. Yeah, um, and yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I, I don't feel as I'd liked it a lot more than you. But it sounds like <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I, I do. Bad. I do. I do take. I do take, take your point though that like it's another one of those stories that it feels like he just had kicking around and needed to fill a gap in because. Like seemed like a deadline breaker to me. Yeah, like he, like I, like 
he definitely could have fleshed out and all. Like, I, I feel there's a lot of points in there that could have been fleshed out. Like, you know, yeah. why the woman was there. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of. Yeah, she's the hero of the story in a way, and she's. We just, know nothing about her. <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just makes her sound like she's some hysterical broad. Like, you know, what I mean? that's, yeah, that's, that's her whole character arc. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a there's a lot here. If they if he expanded upon it, he didn't expand upon it, and like I said, it's still expertly written. He still does a great job. He does the best he can with the given in the framework he has, and the time, the space he has to write it. It's just that I feel like this could have been a longer short story. Like it felt really short. I think it was only like in our books, I think it was only like seven pages, which is yeah. Uh, the, average, the average short story is like 10 to 12, I find. So this was very short. Yeah, because I, I found like I, I like I wanted more from it. Like I, I, I got too. I got that there wasn't a conclusion and they got away and all that kind of good stuff with the, the heavy boxes and stuff. But <clears> I wanted like I don't know about you, but I, I thought this Colonel Lysander Stark. Great name, by the way. Like agreed. Wasn't what, that a name in Game of Thrones, Lysander Stark? I I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I have no idea. Oh, I only watched like three seasons. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I think there is another Lysander later on in the in the canon. But anyway, like he, he's obviously a German guy, and he's picked this crazy name, which I which is amazing. But I really feel like he's a great villain. Like he's he's like a he, he has is potential. A, yeah, and I, I, that's that, I think that's where I feel a little bit let down by it all. That like I mean, I think there was a lot more to the, his character because he was just an absolute, absolutely horrible guy. So if we go back and like say a study in Scarlet, right? Like we'll use a study in Scarlet as a template here because it's a full novel tale, right? I feel like this has similarities to a study in Scarlet, but like if the study in Scarlet was six, seven pages long, like I, I that like he just like he crams it all in there. Like the Stark character gets like literally like very little like build up to his villainy like he's he's he hires him and he seems like an up and up guy and he's gonna pay this guy way more than it. but of course he was probably yeah. gonna pay him fake coins now that i think back <laughs> upon so like yeah yeah i never even thought uh, of that yeah I, it, it just dawned on me while i was like having this whole thing in my brain so like this 50 guinea that he thinks he's gonna get is really just fake money so he's getting counterfeit money so he wasn't gonna be paid at all and then they try to kill him like the poor bastard is thumb like it's it's, it's it's a whole tale here, but I'd love to hear more about the doctor that was like kind of housing the German guy. I'd love to hear more about this woman. Yeah. Who is this woman? Is she is is it the doctor's wife? Who is she? And then like also, you know, his his escape is oh yeah, it was definitely the doctor and the woman they picked you up and carried you because they weren't as murderous as the German. Merry Christmas, happy new year, have a good day. Like that was that was it's like, oh, okay, well, that could have probably used a little bit more as well. So the, those were the knocks on it. Again, it's an entertaining story. It's not the worst story in the world or anything. I know I sound negative about it. I enjoyed it as a concept. I just, I think this could have been like, you know, substantially longer and probably would have been a much more satisfying tale, but it's not the worst one we've read. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely agree. Like I, I think, uh, like I said, like I, I enjoyed it more than what you did, obviously, but I still feel a little bit kind of deflated a little bit that um, like even like the bit where the horse you know, like when uh, he's like thinks that they've dro- they've drove out for like twelve miles, but they just like, did a circle. Yeah, and like I think he used that in a different story. Was that in like the sign of the four or something like that? Or was that, that so? So, th- th- so uh, this is uh, a rehash of an idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off here real quick. Is like when they were in the carriage when uh, Latterly and uh, Starker in the carriage. I I flash back to a sign of the four pretty heavily while reading it. I'm like, oh, this is like a sign of the four, but not as good. Okay. Cool. But, but <laughs> I did also I did but the thing I did love though is that like uh he's sitting in the the carriage and the guy's just staring at him <laughs> like like for 12 like miles. Every, <laughs> also every, everything is like 
grayed out and darked out. Like there's like bars over the windows and everything. Like, like I, I the, the kudos to the guy. Like he shows guts just even falling through because it just feels like this was a trap from the beginning. Like I said, like if you read this, like and you're not paying much attention or you're struggling to read it, you can come to the same conclusion I came to very quickly. This feels like a serial killer situation more than it does like. Oh, I, I feel like Stark definitely had like murderous tendencies because of, of the fact the fact that and I, and I think the other two had witnessed because towards the end of the book like they say that a guy went missing a year before he was also a hydraulics engineer so obviously stark had killed him so yeah i guess when they needed somebody new the two of them like the mr ferguson and the the, the lady like they must have known something might happen if a new person comes into the house and that's why she kind of warned them but even that was a little bit like I don't know if I'm in a house and I don't know anybody there and a woman comes running in and says, for the love of God, get out of here while you still can. I'm going to pay attention to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much 50 games was, but I don't think it was worth like ignoring that warning. The way he rationalizes it is like, you know, you like, yeah, you always see like the weird things in like horror movies and like, like scream movies do it well where like white people rationalize things away until they're dead. Uh, like our our, our, uh, our hero here, Latterly or whatever his name was, definitely went like the full extra mile. Well, it's late. I've already been inconvenienced by coming all the way out here, and I would I would rather have the fifty guineas. So let me just risk my life here real quick. This blonde woman's clearly hysterical, and she whatever she's saying cannot be real, even though it's striking me to my very core and giving me chills. So yeah, let's go die. Like that. That's what literally happens. And then go ahead. Yeah, it was it was just like really funny that like his first go to was she could have been like a maniac or whatever he said in the book, and I was just like, oh yeah, she's the maniac. Yeah, she. Yeah, I, 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 like, I was like, I was like, that's that's where you're gonna go with that. So I mean, I think, I think that's I think that's an anti woman thought from the 19th century. There, if yeah, me. exactly right. That's like, oh, all women are hysterical, but yeah, like, oh, uh, oh, oh, she's she's yelling and telling me to leave the house. Oh, she's an irrational, crazy broad. <laughs> quick lobotomizer with a spoon <laughs> that's what this I, I just that's how it feels right like it's it's just it's just complete dismissal of this woman saying please leave while you still can they'll kill you and him being like crazy broad like it's <laughs> did you did, did, did you check out like what so he tells them that they found the deposit of fuller's earth did you look up that what that actually was i assume it's some kind of like hard material like coal or something like that so, so I looked it up, and like Fuller's Earth is any clay material that has the capacity to decolorize oil or other liquids without the use of harsh chemical treatment. Wow, uh, that does sound valuable back then, so, especially. Yeah, so modern uses of Fuller's Earth include uh, absorbents for oil, grease, and animal waste, cat litter, <laughs> and as a carrier for pesticides and fertilizers. So basically, they found the deposit of kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on though. Like, let's let's be let's 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 take that in, as I watch my cat in the corner of my eye going to the litter box. Uh, let's take it for what it is. Like we're looking at that from a 2022 lens now, 2022 lens of the value of such a material. But the material back in 1889 is a far more valuable material, absorbing oil stains and the industrial revolution going on, like things like that. It, it's a valuable resource in 1889 that we completely take for granted in 2022 because it's not a semiconductor. <laughs> You know, what uh, I, mean? I, I just thought, I just thought it was funny when I like uh, I read it. It is funny. The, it is funny. The thing I was just like, wow, that's. Uh, that's it's cool. always it's always funny to look at these stories through a twenty twenty two lens and like realize like the, the foolery of it all to a degree, like <laughs> what people are dying for. 
and like his attempts at like for Sherlock's attempts at forensic. But like, if you notice, we're not really talking about Holmes at all. He's barely in the story. Like he's in it. Like he exists. Yeah. But I think he only has like four beats the entire story. Like he, he welcomes the guy in, gives him some brandy while he lays down. He fetches a book. He asks a question whether the horse is fresh. And then he establishes what happened in about two sentences. And that's that's his whole being in this. Yeah, story. like like I, even like at the end, like when uh, like he was saying that he was like searching for them and he couldn't find them. Well, even that was just a little bit. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you're right. Like he's the, the main the main character in this one is Watson and how. Um, I I think it's also like you can tell he's missing being around like he says that he's moved out and he's left homes yeah. to, to the Baker Street thing but as soon as he gets a chance to bring something like he hears a story he's like I gotta go I went up and explained to the wife and off he goes so like you can tell within five minutes I'm in a cab yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you can t- so you can tell that Watson's obviously missing the hunt and missing um being being part of like Holmes's uh escapades but uh yeah yeah I know but it's it, like I, my, my this guy like as you, as you said he's the the hero of the story or uh, the Hathaway guy, like his tongue was off. His, his tongue was chopped clean off in a cleaver. And, and he it, just... it barely gets mentioned ever. Like it's identified I, I... until it's barely mentioned at all. In fact, until it gets the part of the story where they retell where it got chopped off. Yeah. Like they felt like the fireman found the tome on the windowsill or something like that. But, but, but I the just house burnt down. I don't understand. Like, I... but, but, but the fact, but the, like at the beginning though, like when home, like when Watson is like, I, I was just thinking to myself, it's like, like if, if my, Tom was chopped off. Like, how hard would it be to jump on a train, like go all the way into London, and then like just go in, and then all it took was a brandy and a few rashers and toast. <laughs> and he's was like, that all it was? "Yeah, I, so, I thought he got, I thought he got put on a train and woke up in London." No, so he woke up in the uh, right. He woke, he woke up at the train thing. Yeah, yeah, right. and then he went and he got the train back to London, and then like he went around to Watson. He was, he was, uh, he had that little hysterical laugh. Uh, he was a little bit kind of pale, but then Watson gave him the brandy with the water, like di- cleaned up the the wound, and then took him around to Holmes, and they had like a breakfast. And then Holmes was like, "Hey, there's another brandy here for you." He's like, "No, no, I think I'm okay. I like the breakfast really helped." I was like, "Dude, your thumbs off. You probably lost about like four I mean, points and, of blood." And I'll say this: <laughs> I, I had bacon eggs over medium this morning, and like, let me tell you, <laughs> start the day off right, dude. Like I, I, I was re- I was ready to go engineer a bridge when that done so i mean i am um, yeah no, no it's utter foolishness i, I guess this is not his best work I, I i refuse to like i refuse to trash it but at the same time like I, i'm pointing out all its flaws because i just i just felt there was a sh- it just came up short in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's a five out of ten for me like yeah, we do five out of five pipes right that's what we're doing uh, we do have ten ten pipes we have ten pipes this yeah. is five pipes this is a five pipe um, I, don't, I don't know like I, average. I uh I, 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 as I said, I liked it a little bit more, so I'd probably give it like a seven point two or something like that. I thought, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I liked it. Like I just like the bit when he's um, like when he's in the machine, as you mentioned, and like the the roof was coming down. Like, yeah, that was kind of exciting. That was uh, the best was, part of the book for me. That yeah, was the best part of the story. And I was like, how's he going to get out of this? And then like he saw the the light and stuff like that. Uh, but even that could have been expanded a little bit more. But uh, my favorite part of that, by the way, we're not we're touching upon is where he's like. He's trying to figure out a way to accept his own death. Like, how do I die to make yeah. this the least painfully possible? And he's like, the fact, the idea of laying down on my stomach and letting it just crunch my spine, such a shiver. And I'm like, this is, see, this is what the story needed more of. Like that level of detail in something. I was like, that's interesting. 
you never think of it like because you're visualizing the ceiling coming in on you and like you've all seen like movies and video games and crap where the ceiling starts closing in on you like your character never vocalizes their thoughts of fears of how this is going to hurt when they die like you never think about it like yeah like getting crushed like that was like how does that feel like what is that like and like obviously he doesn't go into great detail how it feels but like he, he at least like conveys the fear of having your spine snap from that kind of downward pressure yeah see you, you like our listeners can't see it, but you just recoiled in horror yeah. concept. And like that, that was like a really good bit in the story. Like I said, it's not all bad. There is good things in here, but it just wasn't, it wasn't built upon enough for me. And that's where my flaw comes with it. So, so if you were in that scenario, what would, what would you do? Um, I'm probably significantly taller than Latherly. So I don't think I would have made it out. I think it would have just started crushing me from the top. Um, Honestly, I probably I'm also large enough that I feel like I could probably go through that old house's door, no questions asked. Like, <laughs> I, for, for our listeners out there, I'm like I, I don't know, six two, six three, two hundred fifty five pounds. Like if I get a head of steam and start crashing into your door, there's a pretty good chance the door is going down. <laughs> Latherly is probably like five seven, one hundred and sixty pounds, soaking wet. Right? It's like I, ba- I basically eat Latherly at all you can eat breakfast buffets. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're hitting that door at the same force. Mind you, if I burst the door and the German guy's there with the machete, then I'm going to try to burst through the German too, right? Like, it's yeah. it's well, quite a fight, right? It's, it's what you got to do. Like, I probably don't fit down where he fits in to get out, right? Like that's probably not an option for me. So my I would probably like run back as far as I could and then sprint at the door and throw all my weight into it. And if that, that door doesn't give, I'll get up and go one more time. And if that doesn't work, I'm probably going to get crushed, but that, that, that there's going to be a dent of me in the door, like a, <laughs> like a ca- ca- cartoon. Uh, <laughs> the Roadrunner, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like chasing, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote, and Wiley Coyote chasing him, and the cement brick comes up, and he just <laughs> imprints upon him. Yeah, that, that, that would be me in that door. Yeah. Time explaining that away to the next engineer that came in. The Alexander Stark guy, like uh, as you mentioned, like he's like stick a stick insect, like how he's described at the start. It looks like he's like like emaciated and he's like ridiculously skinny guy kind of thing yeah his face is like peeling off like is a yellowing condition it sounds like leprosy like i don't know what it was but it kind of felt like leprosy yeah he i don't know everything about him just seems kind of like odious like he just seems like like a a horrible odious a horrible a horrible horrible person but i just um as as i mentioned earlier on i think he's like definitely had potential as being like a, a classic Holmes uh villain. I, I wish that we I wish somewhere down the road we came back across him in something, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh yeah, was, I would mind well, there was this character, this villain, and there was one that died in a shipwreck. Yes. At one yeah. time. Yeah. And the, the, I, I hope like if this was written today and not in the 18th, the 19th and early 20th century, I feel like these characters would come back in a super villain team up for Holmes or something like <laughs> it would be, it would be part five in some Disney series. We, we, of like we, movies, you know, we might see them in a Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes movie. I don't think they're making those anymore. I I'm pretty sure that like um, Robert Downey Jr. keeps getting those Marvel residuals and is probably never going to make another movie again outside of it. Good for him, man. Yeah, I think yeah, it was the orange. I think it was the orange pips, wasn't it? I think the orange pips they got away. The, the, yeah, the orange pips got away. A yeah. lot of them get away. Um, but there was the character, like I, said, I think the character that died in the shipwreck was the. Um, was it sign of the? F- no, it wasn't sign of the four. Was it? I, I think it was the orange. Like the orange pips guy. The orange pips guy gets away yeah. too, but there was another character that got away and died in a shipwreck later. That wasn't the orange pips guy. I think that was somebody else. I mean, well, this is the problem with taking a large lapse. Now I, I have to go back and reread them all, which I probably don't have the time to do. But either way, our listeners feel free to like remind us what story that was in. Yep. And I'd appreciate it. Uh, 
either way, like I, like I said, I like, I don't hate this story. I don't love this story. I just kind of found this story to exist. And it's not the first time we've run into it. We definitely have some very highly scored ones by me. And this is more of the middle of the pack. Yeah, I, as I said, like, you know, I, I kind of, there was like little bits and pieces in there that, like, I, like the one that we both disliked the, the most was the, um, do you know, what's the name? What's the name of the one with the, um, wasn't it the Pips? No, it was the father. Do you remember, like, he dressed, uh, a case of identity? That was the worst. That was the one that we hated the most. That was yeah. the one where the, the dad, like, uh, was dressing up as, uh, as the boyfriend. Um, th- that was definitely not. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. definitely. That, that would suck. Yeah, so I think this, that was like the worst reviewed one. I, I don't think this is anywhere close no, to being no, that bad. No. Um, I, as I said, like I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. I just thought that that the same as you, it was kind of too short. The the ending was just, it just felt like it was just, you know, I think you said earlier on when we kind of just had a little chat off air like that. It just felt like he had a deadline to hit, and he just like kind of rushed the, rushed the ending just to to get, get it, get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, to get it over the line. And I I for that I feel kind of disappointing because as I said, like it really had the potential to be uh, a good story. So imagine, yeah. um, take take yourself back in time. Imagine like you bought the paper that's appeared in or the magazine or whatever it was printed in originally, and you're like you're you live for these home stories. You buy the issue every week or every month, whatever it may be. Money's tight back then, likely. Let's be honest. You're lucky if you can read. To be really honest, but anyway. And like you get this one, and you're like, mm. <laughs> rough. It's like it's kind of like when your favorite musical artist put out an album that you don't really care for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like how Oasis fans felt when "Be Here Now" came out. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. It's like it's like because this is part of like a bigger book for us. I don't feel so like yeah, no. You, I, 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 I like I like to place myself in the time frame a lot. Like you see, like I keep saying like 2022 lens or like. 19th century lens like I, I like to like transport myself there as much as i possibly can obviously as i you know record through a microphone and look through a macbook pro back to you look going through a macbook <laughs> pro obviously it's not the 19th century but it's important i think to like try to strip away your modern thought on these types of things because like like i always tell like seinfeld's one of my favorite television shows of all time and i always tell people like yeah seinfeld's great but like don't try to watch it like it's made now and they're like why i'm like because a cell phone solves 99.9 percent of the issues that happen in seinfeld like <laughs> it literally seinfeld could be resolved with an iphone like almost every episode oh we're lost in the parking lot okay um well everyone's split up and they all get lost well, if we all had cell phones you were texting you in the parking garage the entire time it would be easy to split up and like you know what i mean like things like that it's here if you start looking at this from a modern lens, like, like in our earlier episodes, we'd always get into like kind of philosophical debates about things. And you would look at it from a 2021 perspective at the time. And I'd be like, well, you can't look at it that way. It's a, it's not a product of our time. We're revisiting like public domain literature here. This is not, and I, that's why I look at it when I review the thing as well. Like can't review it from a 2022 lens, but I can review it from like, you know, placing myself in a different world. And I think that's where my disappointment with this one comes and why I think he just crapped at a deadline piece here is that like, I can't imagine, like, you know, however much this newspaper magazine costs, like, shilling over my hard-earned money. And it was hard-earned money back then. And this is what you got. You, it, it would be deflating. And that's why I equated to, like, you know, like, Oasis's Be Here Now or for hip-hop people would be, like, a, a, any Nas album after his first one, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Everyone's, every, every, every favorite person, every person's favorite artist has an album or a piece of work that you're like, oh, yeah, that one, right? Like, I'm sure you do, too. I don't know what it is, yeah. but. This one feels like it's a, a B side. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's, uh, a, it's it's yeah, it's definitely a B side, and it's not a good B side either. <laughs> so 
so yeah so i mean the next week's one i think is the noble bachelor so um yeah i have no idea what this is so maybe yeah we haven't i don't think we've gotten too bad i hesitate to call this bad i don't think it's bad i think it's too short but we haven't gotten too i don't think we've gotten two downers in a row yet no definitely not yeah, he is Arthur Conan Doyle, and he is a legend for a reason. So I, 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 I think as well. I think as well, though. Like I think our because like some of the stories like have been so good. It's like it's your expectancy is like really high for every story. And I think that when it's not, it doesn't hit the highs of some of his other work. It kind of hmm. makes you feel a little bit kind of not cheated, but but like just feel like a little bit kind of let down. But like you know, we're kind of looking at this like obviously we're we're Holmes fans and. Like we're we're reviewing the stuff, so we kind of have to give it a fair score, and I think like we've been very fair. So um, I think yeah. five is as low as I'd be willing to go on this, but I don't think yeah. I'd go over six either. But like my max vote, my max would be like five point five for me. Like yeah, I, I I said I, I felt I really had a, a lot of promise. So um, Steve, uh, I said next week is going to be the Noble Bachelor. Um, if people want to follow us on social media, uh, where can they find us? So well, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Sherlock Pod. And if you want to find us on Instagram, it's at it's a Sherlock underscore podcast, as far as I can tell. Yep. So uh, I think it's is a Sherlock underscore pod or is a podcast. Anyway, yeah. So it's, you'll... it's uh, no it's Sherlock underscore podcast. It's um, nice. You can just see. It. Boom! Amazing. So yeah. So um, just as well for our uh, our loyal listeners, um, if you can leave us a hey I hate doing this stuff, but it really does like help the the show get like a little bit of uh, we need to work the algorithms, guys. Yeah, we need, we need the, more the, Sherlock love out here. Yeah, the traction and all that kind of stuff. So if 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 you're feeling festive, nice. <laughs> yeah, and festive, uh, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a a, a review. Um, it's up to you. What you, if you want to give us five stars, we would love that. But we'd also like you know, give us your honest opinion. We we are open to uh, changing things around if need be. Um, uh, also, Spotify has just recently started people allowing people to review and rate. Oh, sorry, rate shows. You can't leave a review, but you can leave a. That's for the best. Yeah. So <clears throat> if um if you're a Spotify person, same thing. Go to the show. Leave us a little uh, star rating. We'd really appreciate it. Um, everything you. Everything you can do to help would be amazing. Um, yeah, Steve, it's been great catching up again. Um, until next time, dear readers, dear listeners. The game is afoot. Boom. Boom.